Man, fuck being sick. Oh. <laughs> Hold on one second. Let me make sure my mic's working. Okay. I can for hear you. Reason, yeah, for some reason it was ringing outside of... Okay, it is the microphone. Well, I knew that it was, like, working, but I didn't know if the Yeti was working. I wanted to make sure it wasn't my just my MacBook, like, running it. Yeah, fuck being sick. Yeti's always work. This message yeah, brought to you by Blue. Blue microphones. Get you one. Yeah. I have a blue microphone, and it's actually blue. <laughs> Mine is black, because... You know, yeah. yeah. Mine's blue because, A, I like blue, and B, that was the one on sale. <laughs> <laughs> but kind I guess of. we should probably get down to business, because I know we're both living on borrow time here, so... Yeah, I'm okay, but I'm recovering. Yeah. It's mostly just my nose now. Hmm. Like, nasally. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely hear that. I'm, I'm sure people can hear that in my voice, too, because I am feeling quite nasally, which is, yeah. um, it's funny because, you know, with the with the voice acting classes and everything, um, you know, I, I try to, like, clear my nose out as much as possible and just clear everything out. So I'm, like, down in tea, like, just yeah, lobby I'm on, style. I'm on tea right now, too. Yeah. Peppermint. <laughs> but I tell you what, I'm feeling good right now. Because I'm talking uh, to my best friend, and we yay. are podcasting, and and you know all the sweet chili babies out there that are listening are just wonderful, and, and we appreciate your patience. So I'm a, I want to do something special for Halloween. I want to do a trick. Oh my god! And a treat. So to those people who are listening to this episode of the show, we're gonna put up a post. It's gonna be a random picture of something, and you'll know what it is when you see it. It'll be on okay. Instagram. I don't even know what this is. So <laughs> if this, whatever this is, if it blows up in your face, it's on you, not me. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> so it'll be on Instagram. It'll be a random picture. Um, all you have to do is comment your favorite scary movie. It can, it can be as innocuous as Hocus Pocus. It can be Casper the Friendly Ghost. Or it could be something like that trick-or-treat movie with a little stitched-together guy. You know? I think his I name's Freddy. I don't know. Yeah. Um, good friend of the show. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. Uh, good yeah. friend of the show. <laughs> good friend of the show, Chris Martinez, actually, uh, he, he painted uh, I, I the main character. I thought you were saying, like, the little, the little creature oh, was a little... good friend of the show. I was like, that's very <laughs> weird, but okay, man. I want to call him Sackboy, but it's not. That's a different thing. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the PlayStation thing. Yeah. So just like, yeah, when you see the picture, you'll know. Comment with your favorite scary movie and... Whoever I randomly pick from that post, whoever we randomly pick, I am going to send to you the brand new Doom Patrol Season 1 Blu-ray set that came out. That's the treat. Now, the trick is I'm also going to send you this copy of the Banana Splits movie that I got as well. (laughs) Well, (laughs) But, I mean, you you know. Do you actually want this? <laughs> I mean, it's a good projectile, you know, or, or a good, like, fodder for the, uh, you know, table that people leave stuff on. Like, okay, so just a little side note. There was this magical table uh, when I got my first apartment. We had a, a laundry room, and there was this magical table where, you know, people would fold clothes normally. But what people ended up doing, because there was such a high turnover of tenants in the building... People would end up leaving stuff there, 
that they didn't feel like taking with them when they moved. So sometimes you'd find some pretty cool stuff on this table, and it was huh. just free to a good home. So, huh. yeah. One time, a, a guy who worked at a movie store moved out, apparently, because he had all these screener copies, uh, these screener DVDs yeah. of all these movies. And I, like, racked up. You know, it was just great. And the only oh, downside was every now and then it'd be like a, you know, do not resell at the bottom of the screen every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At the bottom, of, I mean, at the bottom of the screen within the movie is not that bad. I remember buying like UCDs and stuff that were promos. Yeah. And like someone clearly just sold them. It's like, no, all it does, it had like a hole punch <laughs> through the, um, the code. Oh, no. <laughs> like, no, yeah. no, no. This is like a thing that they did. Like, they, like this was common. It had like a hole punch through the code at the bottom. The, uh, the, what's it called? Oh, the the U the UPC Scanner. code. Yeah. Yeah, UPC code, and then it it usually had like one of those stickers, like you're talking about, where it's like "Do not resell" or whatever, and that's it. And it would just be the album and like a clearance bin. <laughs> yeah, I remember old copies of Sonic the Hedgehog too would have that written on there as well. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Like, all right, well. I uh, think that it like there were just certain items like that that they just gave a lot of them away. Yeah. Yeah. And some stuff was a little bit more difficult. For sure. So, how much all right. did you invest in this? <laughs> in what the contest? No, 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 no. I meant like that's uh, how many like of those items you have is how much they invested in. Like oh, Sony invested in that album. I see what is, you're saying. We're gonna give you a buttload of copies. Yeah, yeah. Of I this can, thing. I can even see that like for like radio stations, you know. Like, mm-hmm. these are the copies that once yeah. were at the radio station, but then, you know, it wasn't a top 40 hit anymore. So, like, yeah, just take this. It's fine. Yeah. You know. That's Radi- probably it. Radio stations used to be a much bigger deal. Oh, okay. Let's just finish off the contest thing because, you know, we love you guys. You're the best. You are the cutest fans by far. Um, we thank you for listening, and good luck to you all. Please, if you do enter, live in the continental United States. Yeah, that's the rule. That's the only thing I ask. That's it. Other than that, game on. Game on. And also, if you haven't yet, you can go vote on stickers right now. (laughs) That's right. We've got got some sticker designs for the next round of stickers. It's on our Instagram and our Facebook. You can go go comment on your favorite one to say, that's the one I want. That's the sticker I want. That sticker, (laughs) those stickers will be available. Via our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. All that. Talking is hard. Yeah. Yeah, with the nose. Yeah. <laughs> when you can't breathe, it's right. hard. <laughs> well, right. let's, let's let's ruminate on a few different things here. We've, we've got yeah. tons of wall of weird content that we'll get to we later do. in the show. We- we also have there's so much Batman news. Yeah, that's the big that's the big thing that I've taken away from this week. One developed today, the other was day before yesterday, I think something okay. like that. Yeah, and it's just like crazy. I mean, I know they're gonna start filming early next year, right? Like that's the plan. I think, I think you're it right. comes out 2021. Yeah. So it's it's going to be on that level, but like all of a sudden. We're just, I mean, we've been hearing some rumors and whatnot, and now it's just like one after the other. And uh, I don't know if they've confirmed uh, Wright or whatever as Gordon yet. Um, what's his name? They have, actually. I've, I've seen that posted around a lot, so that's that's good news. Okay. 
Yeah. So that was a confirmed thing then. Um, and then both of these cast, like these new castings, are from confirmed sources, Variety and then Hollywood Reporter. Yes. So Catwoman has been cast. Catwoman. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz, yeah, she's back as Catwoman. So for those who are, you know, dedicated Bat fans like myself, you know that Zoe Kravitz also voiced... Her name is Zoe Kravitz, <laughs> not Zoe. Really? It's just Zoe? Yeah, it's Zoe. I've been yeah. saying it wrong all this time? Oh my yeah. goodness. Okay, well, there you go. All right, so Zoe Kravitz. Uh, she's played um, she's played Catwoman before in the Lego Batman movie. So mm. this is Which I did not know upon seeing her cast. <laughs> I, I, I mean, did not know that. That's kind of cool. I don't know if that played any part in this whatsoever or if they were just like oh that's convenient when they found out that was the case too but what amazing casting you know, oh that my god so she's rarely. been so good yeah yeah I, I can't think of it's funny because she wasn't even on my radar but then as soon because like i saw some other people floating ideas i never saw her in the mix of uh-huh. ideas and then as soon as i saw it i was like oh my god she's perfect like absolutely perfect for that part yep Yep, yep, yep. She does um, good work. Yeah. Oh, man. The Big Little Lies. Um, she wasn't in the first season as much. They they spent a lot of time on her character in the second season because of the way that that show unfolds. She just ended up not being as big of a character in the first season. Uh-huh. And then the second season was really a lot about her. And, man, she was fantastic in that. So good. Cool. Uh, the second casting is the Riddler. Yes, so which I've wanted to see come back, and it's Paul Dano. You know what? Riddler. I mean, that's that's exciting to you for a specific reason, <laughs> but it's exciting to me for a completely different reason, which is just the fact that we're finally going to get another Riddler. I know. No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> so I was excited just for that con- yes. the confirmation of Riddler. But then, did you watch the clip I sent you? Probably couldn't because you were at work. No, especially it being the movie it was. I'm like, this is probably not work appropriate right now. No, no. <laughs> no. It, I mean, it would be headphones. It would be a headphone situation. But yeah, yeah it, I don't remember if there's a lot of cussing in it, but the content is so intense. Um, it's definitely like it's the end of that movie. So I guess if you're concerned about the movie, there will be blood like from 2007. <laughs> I mean, they like, tell you right there in the title, there will be blood. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I, look, other people like that movie more than I do. I uh, think it's good. I don't think it's great. Personally, it's not my favorite. I think that the performances are amazing, though. And Paul Dano is such an interesting character in that movie of being this, like, preacher man and. <sighs> You just I, I I want you to end up watching that clip because I I do end up referencing it quite <laughs> in, in very weird situations. What's funny is I just referenced it the other day to Ryan from Turtle Soup and I I texted him when I saw that news today. I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to be the Riddler. This nice. is freaking amazing. But, yeah, it it's just He's such a good like character actor that that's why I think it's a very good casting choice. Like him or Neil Patrick Harris. Although Neil Patrick Harris just signed on to do a new Matrix movie, so he was out. Man, you know what? 
Okay, we got to talk about that next. Cause I, I okay. have, I yeah, okay, okay. yeah, that's so that's on the docket. Here are my recommendations for Paul Dano uh-huh. for anyone that's like, I don't know who Paul Dano is, um, and you know whatever. Uh, I recommend so Little Miss Sunshine, um, is not necessarily like his film in that sense. Um, but what's interesting about his character is he does not speak for three oh. th- three quarters of the film. Okay. Does not speak at all. Um, Prisoners from 2013. Uh, and then uh, I already mentioned There Will Be Blood. Yes. And I, I recommend he plays a young Brian Wilson in the movie Love and Mercy. So he's the young Brian Wilson. The old Brian, Brian Wilson is John Cusack. Really good movie. Huh. So if you kind of want to get an idea of how Paul Dano is as an actor... Those are good. It's amazing that I missed this dude's entire career. And you know, it's so, it's so funny he's when like, like, he's not, you're, yeah. he's not a household name, but you know how it is. Like sometimes like there's an actor and actress where it's like, okay, this person's very popular. I have not seen anything they're in except for this one movie. And that one movie is just something goofy that completely yeah. is, goes against everything they've ever done. So for me, the only movie that I've ever seen him in was uh, Swiss army man. Yeah, which I still haven't seen, but I've heard oh, good things about. A lot of people I, really liked it. I don't know, man. It's it's out there. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, a lot of people like weird things, though. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that. Yeah. It's like, okay, so art house comedy is always just going to be very uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? I agree. Like, um, Be Kind Rewind with Jack Black and Most Deaf, you know? Um, that that time travel movie with Aubrey Plaza. I was just getting ready to bring that one up. Yeah, and I can't remember what it's called. It's it's what called like Must Something. I'll I'll, I'll find out. Keep talking. Must love dogs. <laughs> must love dogs. <laughs> Rated R. No, it's not. Yeah. But Aubrey Plaza is great. I love Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. I watched that new Chucky remake, Child's Play remake. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. You were saying I, I, that. I loved it. Yeah, I, oh. I I walked away from it going, you know, they did something completely different. I'm sorry, that movie was called Safety Not Guaranteed. Safety Not Guaranteed. Yeah, that was a good yeah. movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, they they did something different. It it wasn't about because uh, you've seen the original Child's Play, right? I've seen. Yeah, yeah. I okay, can't tell so, you which one I saw, but I've seen. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Like the original the Child's Play is guy is like a serial killer, psychopath, whatever, goes into a store and is in a shootout. He's dying. He uses like witchcraft or whatever to put his soul into the doll before uh, he dies. Yeah. So that's so that's why that doll is possessed. And in this one, what they're dealing with is a it's like artificial intelligence from a big company like say an LG or something uh, like that. Yeah. All kinds of things. And uh-huh. they have this doll that has robotics built into it. And it's a disgruntled employee changes the uh, the safety settings in it. This one doll. So it's it, – it, and what what's interesting is the doll, like, learns things and is supposed to do things. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, he see, the doll seeing, you know, the boy get – he loves the boy. That was a really interesting part of it, too. He, like, loves this – you know, person that he's linked to, his Andy or whatever, okay. and his Andy. He, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no. That's that's the character's name. That's great. Um, 
It, that's the character's name in the original, too, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want so, to throw off your mojo, but it's it's interesting to note as well that this movie was released on the same weekend as Toy Story Toy 4. Story, yeah. And they yeah. played up. The promotions were awesome for it. They were great, yes. So, so he is – so he sees, like, for example, Andy gets, like, hit with um, – or I'm sorry, not hit, uh, scratched by a cat. And he's like, damn it, that cat. Like, you know, that classic thing. And then that he walks cat. in – and Chucky's like trying to kill the cat, like, and he has to stop him. So, uh, so it's things like that where he's like, "What are you doing?" Like, but he was hurting you. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm helping. But <laughs> yeah. it's real. Like they actually, the emotions were there in it. And Mark Hamill was doing the voice, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is actually good. Like wow. this is fun horror film. It was fun and it was original enough. Still a remake, kind of, you know." Aubrey Plaza's character was awful, though. Oh, my God. That's, yeah, yeah. She's a terrible person. I feel like she needs good direction, you know? Like, when she's on, she's on, but you gotta... Why is she playing a mom in a movie? I realize that she's technically at the age of, like, she's in her 30s. She could be a mom to a kid. Yeah. A a very young mom. I still don't buy it. But there's a reason they didn't go with the pregnancy angle for her and Andy on Parks and Rec. Because they yeah. knew that it wasn't going to like work for her character, and her character is like a—it's basically just like a, an exclamation of her real personality. So they should have never had a kid in the finale. By the way, yeah, I'm just say stating for the record. <laughs> I also don't care if I spoiled that for you because get over it. But it's it's been out, yeah. Well, comedies too. It depends, but yeah. that that is not going to ruin the show for you. They should have never had children. That finale. Any sense. I I would not be mad if they just came back and just said, you know what, forget about the finale. We're just going to pick up where we left off. I thought the finale was actually perfect, and I understand. I understood why they did that. I just don't make sense for those characters. They are children. Like, they're just crazy children. Why would they want to have kids? And I'm not saying, like, the finale was bad or anything. I'm saying, like, if they just wanted to give us more Parks and Rec, I feel like they'd be. Like I'd be more open to that than more office. That's in a what weird way. I I agree, and that's what. Uh, well, first of all, they couldn't do the office. People would get offended after the first episode. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> but with Parks and Rec, they they could do that, and it would be a lot like uh, Will and Grace, which they just brought they brought back is ending yeah. now. But it was back for like three seasons. Yeah. They ignored like the last season of Will and Grace. <laughs> that's always kind of like you know. It's bittersweet. Like, you know, mm. people worked hard on those stories and they're like, no, fuck that. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They kind of, they kind of did that to a degree with Gilmore girls too. When they came back and community, <laughs> I never saw the rest of community after they went to like Yahoo. Or whatever. They already were going downhill. I was done with that show. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't okay. So after Donald Glover left, basically it was just kind of yeah. like, eh, you know, uh, for me. And of course, Chevy Chase was a ticking time bomb anyway, but you know, we weren't really familiar with how much of a ticking time bomb he was you know, when he got the show. Chevy Chase is the, the kind of guy that he walks around his life and he's like, God damn it, everyone's an asshole. Everyone's right. an asshole. And he never once stops and goes, wait a second. <laughs> everyone's an asshole. Could it be that I'm an asshole? Exactly. Oh, as, as the saying goes, if everyone's an asshole... 
that you run into on a certain yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Means you're he's the that, asshole. Yeah, he's that guy that, yeah. that just has never figured that out. Never. <laughs> I mean, yeah, self self reflection is not one of his strong suits. Um, I mean, every Chevy Chase movie I've ever seen, he's been the same character basically. Yeah, and there's this weird idea that he's like handsome. Yeah, and, and like that, like everyone. I get the impression that both he and everyone in that era was like, everybody wants to fuck Chevy. And I'm like, why? <laughs> it was just a bad rumor that they just couldn't, like, squash, you know? Very weird. It's, yeah. He's like, because he's like the romantic lead in a lot of those movies. Right. Like, even why? in Spies Like Us. I watched Spies Like Us for the first time in a, ever, basically, like, I've last year. That. Yeah. You don't need to. That's good. Um okay. It was okay. Like I, I enjoyed Dan Aykroyd's performance. I'll probably watch it at some point just because it's that era of movies, and I like a lot of those. But and that's yeah. why I watched it because I'm like, okay, this era of movies was it had a certain romantic aspect to it. But I mean, basically, just they spent the movie. They were spies, so they had to lie to a certain <laughs> extent. But just basically, Chevy Chase, after a certain point in the movie, just goes, "I'm gonna fuck this chick," and that was just yeah. like his storyline. That was it. That was the whole movie for him. <laughs> It um, happened to align um, with the spy shit sometimes, but if it wasn't about banging this chick, he was not interested. Jeez. Yep. Okay, so <laughs> I derailed what you were going to talk about when I mentioned Child's Play. Shit, I don't know. That was like, what, ten hours ago? I, yeah, that I was. I feel you. bad now, because it was going to be... I know it was going to be interesting, too. If we think okay. of it, then yeah. just cut off whatever... <laughs> next. I'll uh, make a note for the next episode when I edit this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, yeah. we were talking about Batman stuff. So we uh, talked about Zoe Paul Kravitz. Dano. We talked about Paul Dano. Jonah Hill, unfortunately, oh, is yeah. no longer going to be part of the project. He was in talks to be part of it. However, um, he he backed he backed off. People are saying that Paul Dano got the role that he was going to have. But we don't know that for sure. This is just conjecture at this point. All we know is that Jonah Hill was in negotiations and his people announced that he moved on from the project. That's on Variety as well. So That happens with these just about every time. Like, there was one other actor who was rumored to be Batman. Like, yeah. right down to the finish line kind of thing. It's usually a choice between two or three people. Sure. So you'll hear their names and then all of a sudden they'll go, it's this guy. And you're like, wait a second, what? Like... That's yeah. happened so many times now. And I feel bad for him because he's gone, like, he's made such progress with, like, his health and everything. And people just have that image of him in their mind of how he used to look. And it's like, oh, yeah, he should be the fucking penguin. And, you know, he's a bigger guy. He should be the penguin. And it's like, no, he could play any part in this film. You know, he's a good actor. Yeah. Let him be who he wants to be. Um, but, yeah. Uh, who knows if he was going to be the Riddler? What a radical or... idea that actors can be diverse and play different parts. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's nonsense. Bullshit. I know, I know. It's crazy. What a thought. So, I mean, it's it's too bad for Jonah Hill. I think he'll be fine. Um, you know, he he yeah, knows his he worth. Can, I mean, and, uh, he, how many Oscars has he been nominated for again? Exactly. Fine. Exactly. We <laughs> haven't we haven't seen his best yet, but but we will. No, because so. I don't even think he's forty years old. No, I saw that uh that that show he did on Netflix, um, him and Emma Stone, I think, or Emma. Oh, Watson, I haven't seen that. One of those. Uh, I know. Called Panic, right? Yeah. 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 It was really good. It was actually pretty intense, and uh, 
it had like that's a. That's why I put it off. I've I've been in a mood where I'm like, <laughs> what yeah. kind of intensity do I want to bring in my life? Oh, let me ask you this: Are you a fan of the Fifth Element, or are you like, as eh, okay? I enjoyed the Fifth Element. I did not okay. see the Fifth Element until a couple of years ago. Okay. So Joe showed me that movie. It's got that and, same. Yeah. It's got that same like kind of dystopian future vibe that fifth element has and that like blade runner has you know so um, i didn't like blade runner yeah but yeah. i i liked fifth element which is hilarious but which well i i don't even know which blade runner i saw so i can't really okay, yeah. tell you but i i saw the director's cut which i learned after the fact was apparently a mistake but the the thing that i <laughs> liked about fifth element was like the big like kind of goofy feeling that it had at times. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't were... take itself too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Chris Tucker got so much shit about that movie around the time it came out. I remember distinctly um just hearing people talking about him and that movie and saying, Oh, I can't believe he sold out and stuff like that. Here he is playing this character and stuff and you know, this isn't That's anything like Smokey. Homophobia. It's like not not only that, it's just like it's not the same character from Friday. He's not going to play the same character his whole life. Oh. You know, he's going to have to yeah. leave that block eventually. I think and, a lot of that was like a, a resistance to flamboyance. Yeah. That I mean, character was very flamboyant. There's a lot of that, too. But around that time, you know, we had like the the renaissance of, you know, a, a certain type of character that, you know, a black man was supposed to play in a movie. You know, you had Friday, you had... Nutty Professor, where he's trying to get to that ideal spot without yeah. people realizing, like, oh, Eddie Murphy's still playing all these other characters, too. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, people just didn't I, get I, it. Martin I, Lawrence, you know, that was a same weird time. Thing. It was a weird time. <laughs> so, I'm irrationally angry Uh-oh. about a thing right Uh-oh. now. Okay, I'm ready. They're doing a quote gritty reboot television reboot of clueless <laughs> they're doing a riverdale style clueless i mean there's very little about clueless that holds up today so just just first I... of all let me say good fucking luck <laughs> the only way that you the only way that you would get me to watch this move this show i was going to say movie yeah. to watch this show is if you went and dug up Brittany Murphy's dead body, Man. and I would watch it so that I could figure out who to report the police to the police. Like I would Murphy. never watch this. I know Brittany, R.I.P. Oh. She was murdered, by the way. Really? Uh, I didn't what, even realize that. No, she wasn't. That's what I believe. Oh God. <laughs> she died from like a weird poisoning thing, and then her husband died from that same weird poisoning thing, like oh, a wow. year later. It. Look, the truth is out there. I'm just saying. Man. Look into it. Look into it. There's a conspiracy there. I don't believe Brittany Murphy just died, like, on her own. I mean, given given their career trajectory, given their careers, if you told me that Brittany Spears was going to survive and thrive longer than Brittany Murphy, (laughs) I would have called you a fucking liar. Just out of your mind. How is Lindsay Lohan still alive? How is <laughs> just throwing that out there? How? I mean, all these she starlets dies before we release this episode. 
I mean, you gotta you gotta look at these facts. Right. You know, this this plays into the whole clueless thing. You gotta look into how the episode title R.I.P. Lindsay. R.I.P. Lindsay. <laughs> you gotta think about like just all these starlets from that era, from the '90s. Just like they went through so much drama, just having to live up to this, basically the the last gasp of the male gaze. You know. Yeah. Um, not saying that the male gaze doesn't still exist and that cheesecake is still very much a thing, but now it's it's you know kind of taking a new form at least from what i see it's it's it's, it's a little empowering almost you know for uh, that sort of where am i going with this fuck off okay so okay i want to i want to tell i want to tell you the description yes. of this show okay get me back on track please okay <laughs> written by jordan redout and gus hickey i guess they're on willing they're willing grace writers i don't know okay um okay. The new clueless mean girl, the new clueless mean girls meets Riverdale meets Lizzo music video. I'm going to go that, out on the limb and say both of these men are straight, wow. but gonna, whatever. Wow. Also set in high school, it's described as, and I, and I swear to God, I don't know what any of this means. Which Lizzo it, video? I don't, I don't listen. None of Is this it makes for sense. Tempo? And I feel like they just threw Gen Z shit at a wall. And that's, this is this is the description. It is described as a baby pink and bisexual blue tinted, tiny oh. sunglasses wearing, bisexual blue? latte and Adderall fueled look at what happens in uh, when high school queen bee share disappears and her lifelong number two Dion steps into her vacant Air Jordans. Let me tell you what they did on October third. They went to Instagram and found the top 20 hashtags on that day. Yes. Of course, Lizzo still tearing up the charts. Number one on the Billboard charts. Fantastic. Congratulations, Lizzo. Yeah. It was Mean Girls Day. Mean Girls, Riverdale, or Lizzo. This is the fact that they threw a bunch of shit at the wall. What the fuck is baby pink and bisexual blue? What does that mean? Blue tinted. What does that mean? I have several questions about this. So many questions. Folks, write in and let us know what bisexual blue is because we don't. It says that several streamers are interested in this. Ooh, several. As well as the CW. Tout? CBS TV right now (laughs) is is interested in this. It. I mean, there's there's a streaming service for everything now, so whatever. I'm not going to watch just, it. Are you going to watch it? I'm not going to watch this. I would not watch a, a regular movie remake if it was a shot-for-shot shot remake of Clueless, because Clueless <laughs> is a perfect movie. I actually read a whole book on Clueless. Like oh, this, wow. God, I don't remember the title of it. I'm going to look it up right now. You I talked about this on an early episode of the podcast. You read this I not too long did. ago. No, yeah. it was within the last year. Yeah. Uh, Will and Gra- the, the guys who, who wrote for Will and Grace and the Matt LeBlanc sitcom Man with a Plan. Fuck off. Okay. That, okay. So Man with a Plan. What do you know about this sitcom? Don't look I don't it know up. anything. I want to tell. I want to tell you what the book is real quick. It's okay. called "As If: The Oral History of Clueless," <laughs> as told by Amy Heckerling and the cast and crew, and it's by Jen Cheney. You can buy it on Amazon. Thirteen bucks. Go get it. Wow. Okay. Okay. Right. So, the the man with the plan. I don't know what that is. I yeah. know, I know what that is, but I don't know anything about it. I'm gonna guess it's it's baby blue and pink Adderall, sex fueled. 
nightmare. I've only Last seen drinking millennial. <laughs> even though it's they actually mean Gen Z millennial garbage. Uh, fuck kids, swipe right, swipe left. Oh wait a minute, there's there's TikTok. a little kernel, there's a little kernel of joy here, but yeah, all I know about man with a plan is basically it's Matt LeBlanc wearing flannel and looking old. I don't know, but there's a little kernel of something here. We have uh, one of the, one of the writers from Glow writing the script, Marquita Robinson. For Clueless? Yeah. I, I don't care. That's not how I don't. I don't care if the best person in charge is is like who who's someone that I would be like I trust you, Greg Berlanti, very okay. talented producer. Greg Berlanti, yes. I trust you. No. If if he I'm made not, Clueless I'm, I'm, part of the Arrowverse, you wouldn't be down. No, fuck this. I don't <laughs> touch Clueless. It's like remember a few weeks back when they were talking about remaking The Princess Bride. Yeah. I don't fucking want this. Like, please stop. Yeah. This, like there are a few things that I do not want you to ever touch, and these are like that is one of them. Don't touch Clueless. Don't touch The Princess Bride. Don't touch Back to the Future. Like we don't need these films are fine. Leave them alone. Back to the Future is too much of a reality now. We can't we can't remake Back to the Future. I'm not even that passionate about Back to the Future on the level that I am about these other two movies. As far as like how much they influenced me, yeah. even though I love love Back to the Future. Um. But there are some movies that I'm like, you don't need to remake this. Yeah. You don't need to do it. So just let don't. it let it be a let it be part of that era. Let it be part of that. Especially, time. It's, it's particularly insulting to me that they're like, so we did Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. Now we we're doing Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew. And and now it's like. Let's do Clueless, but let's make them terrible, but you kind of want to hate fuck them. Like, that's their take on on every movie now. Yeah. I mean, that was the, the whole plot of that terrible uh, movie that you got that you're going to give away. What was it again? What, um, Banana Splits? Banana Splits, yeah. yeah. Like, you fuck everyone. But... <laughs> I, I would not, but yeah, I get what you're saying. It's, um... It's interesting. It, yeah. It's I, I just I was when I saw that and I usually am like okay now yeah. they I, I should note that they did this a couple of years back remaking one of my maybe it was actually just last year year before they remade one of my never ever touch it remake movies which okay. was dancing and they remade it as like a TV movie or whatever. Oh. And they were like, oh, and then we're having an alternate ending. And I read online what the alternate ending was. And I was like, that's fucking stupid. You guys are stupid. I hate this fucking movie. We had got- one rule. You don't put Baby in the corner. Guess what they fucking did on the first episode, in the first ten minutes? They put Baby in the fucking corner. Not even that. Like, <laughs> they, had, they had, like, it's, they had Baby and Johnny, like, at the end... So, like, she married some other dude. It was, like, fucking La La Land. Like, the oh. end of La La Land. Where okay. it's, like, she married some other dude, but they're making a musical together based on their summer their summer together and the and the Catskills. And I'm, like, this is so unbelievably stupid. I mean, just put them together. They're going to end up freaking anyway. You know, just like uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. I, you you just there's some movie like there like I said there's some movies you just don't touch. So when that happened, I was like, okay, cool. They're remaking Dirty Dancing. I can't wait to never watch that, and I ignored it. 
But something about this, I think it's also the prospect that it's a TV show, not a movie. So a movie, uh, I can avoid like the fact that it exists for like two months leading up to the release, maybe at yeah. that. And then I could just go, okay, like it disappears <laughs> forever, like whatever. But when when you're talking about a TV show, it's going to be running all the time. It's going to run week to week. And if it's anything like these Riverdale shows and everything like that, which, by the way, I've enjoyed, you know, yes. Riverdale yes. a lot at times, this, like, it will run forever. I will never escape this. So for the love of God, if anyone's listening, please don't do this to us. Please don't. <laughs> You know what I'm morbidly curious to watch? That's a remake, though. That Adams Family um, CG movie. Oh, that looks cute. Yeah, it does. They you redesigned know, it based on the original comics. Yeah, and it's interesting enough. I think it's been long enough since the uh, the originals, and the fact that it's not live action, I think that helps yeah. as well. Um, because yeah, Raul Julia, those are some big shoes to fill. You can't. You yeah, can't you just, can't. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's Oscar, it's. It's Oscar Isaac, though. Yeah, they've remade Adam's Family so many times, but that movie, the Tim, was it Tim Burton? Yeah. No, it right? was not Tim Burton. It felt no. like Tim Burton. It, it but, did. It's not Tim. Burton. Yeah, no. Okay, but it those original, produced. those original two movies, those really captured the essence of what the Adam's Family is, and that's that was really cool. I think time. it would have made more of them as well, but he passed away. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Way too it's, young. It's so sad. His last movie was Street Fighter 2. Or just Street oh. Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was only 54. Yeah. He passed. Wow. Horrible. So freaking young. Uh, the director of The Addams Family, which was the 1991, is what you're yeah. thinking of, is uh, Barry Sonnenfeld. Barry Sonnenfeld, yes. So, the same guy oh, that gave oh, us yeah. things like Men in Black and yep. Pushing Daisies. Yes, yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yes. Pushing Daisies. That's Brian... Uh, Oh, are you sure? I thought it was him too. But no, well, Pushing Daisies is uh, Brian Fuller. Oh, wow, I'm so wrong. Never so mind. you're you're not wrong. You weren't wrong on the first part. You're just yeah. wrong on the Pushing Daisies part. <laughs> For but, some reason, I thought he had something to do with that too. That's very interesting. Maybe okay. he did as a producer. I'll look it up. Maybe, but, maybe. But yeah, we're talking. Men oh yeah, Black. he was a producer. Yeah, you're oh, right. Oh, okay. Maybe. I thought you were thinking of like the creator, which is because because it, it's a it's like Barry Brian. That's why I thought you got right. confused. No, you're right. He, okay. We're, okay, we're both but technically it, right here. But yeah, he's done a lot vibe. of stuff. Yeah. Did you uh, ever watch? And this is going to sound completely random, but it kind of fits the the vibe of what we're going with here. Did you ever see that show that Kevin Smith produced for CW called um, uh, Reaper? Yes, I liked it a lot. Fuck, that was a good show, man. Very I watched good. every I episode of that. Two, epi- or two seasons, I think. Yeah. Very good show. <laughs> I wish they would do something with that. I mean, I feel like, you know, again, it's been long enough. They can remake it, but... They can, like, yeah. It would be fine. The casting was great. It had the... What was it? Tyler Labine? Tyler Labine? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He was this character named Sock. <laughs> See, there. This is another thing too. There are plenty of shows and movies and stuff like that that were made but didn't click, or you know, didn't find their audience, or maybe it wasn't that great, but the concept was great. Like, make those. There's there's so many of those out there. Yeah, that's what but you should be remaking or rebooting or whatever. Perfect casting with uh, Ray Wise as the devil. He just had oh that sliminess about yeah. him. 
<laughs> he was just so great in that role. That was the first thing that I saw him in. And yeah. then I watched Twin Peaks after. And so I was like freaked out by him in Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, Missy Peregrine as uh, the love interest. She was like, she's great in everything she does. She's just one of those actresses. Yeah. She's always working. Yeah. Did you ever see Stick It? I feel like that was past your time. Yeah, I didn't see Stick It. That seems like a bring it on sort of movie. It was written by the exact same writer. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so what was What's this What's really one? interesting about Stick It is um, for being what it was, a teen comedy like that, uh-huh. uh, she did not have any romantic lead. Cool. No, no, like romance. Her, the entire like drama and conflict in her life was about her overcoming her own personal things and then dealing with like her parents, like their issues. Ah, gotcha. No guys involved. It was very interesting. Well, that's cool. I mean, that's For a different. Teen film, yeah. Like yeah. It, it's totally different. There's always the boy or what you know, whatever. Like that. And, and like the sub the the side characters had that, but she had like guy friends, and that was it. That's cool. Nothing. I like that a lot. You know, yeah. just normalize that shit, man. Just like mm. people are gonna be friends with, us, you know, they're just people from other backgrounds and sexes and stuff like that. Yeah, and it was like two seconds. It was, oh, are you dating them? What them? No. And then it was done. Like the the issue was complete. Yeah. You know. Good movie. Now, I hope it wasn't just a case of, oh, yeah, all that shit was done, but it was left on the cutting room floor, you know? Just like, they didn't pop at all. We just left all that out. No, I don't think so, because the way that... No. I don't think so. Because, like, I watching that movie, you can see they just... That was not a part of the goal of the movie. It seemed like it was written that way. Uh, What are the CW updates you were talking about? Oh, well, just a plethora of stuff. I don't even remember. Like, there's been so much coming out of the CW camp with the whole crisis thing. Um, There's something new every day. We haven't gotten anything, like, uh, of a blockbuster announcement. Right. Um, But Uh, I guess... There was that that Batman image that you thought... Yeah. I was sure it was fake. They did a great job with that because season five, one of the flashbacks of the island, they had... Uh, Deathstroke's mask in like mm-hmm. a pyre. It was like in a just just you know about to be burned to a crisp or whatever. But they showed that same scene, or you, somebody posted a screenshot of that same scene. But instead of Deathstroke's mask, it was Batman's cowl. And I'm like bullshit. I watched it's Arrow. Photoshop. Yeah, that's Photoshop. And I went and I found the clip and everything. It's like shot for shot. Like yeah. they they got the same angle and everything, but it's legit. It is legit, it and is it's legit. um. So that's what's crazy. It's legit, and I guess it's the new season of Arrow, which I haven't watched yet. I did <laughs> I, watch the I first it. episode of uh Bat uh Batwoman. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of that? Very good. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was good too. I thought it was a good start. It was, it was already like in the way that the Flash benefited from being a few years after Arrow. Yeah. Um. This really like the direction of that episode really benefited from the years and years now of making these shows. Right. They get right to the meat. Now they don't mess around with too much fluff. They don't mess around, but also like the way it was shot. Like if you go back and watch clips on YouTube or whatever of that episode, it's really well done. Yeah. But yeah. probably one of the better ones I've seen. 
the fights were good. You know, there were a couple like little, eh, you know, it's you'll you'll suspend disbelief in a couple spots because you have to. Um, like, you know, she she finds all the all the stuff and everything like that, and then it's like within ten minutes she fights her bad she fights her first bad guy, and now she's like flying away with the cape. I like, think that's the problem with. Uh a character who's already been introduced within this universe, but then they have to do a pilot to introduce you and have the character establish themselves. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but we already showed you her. And why do you care? No. <laughs> um, I haven't seen the second one yet, but I'm, I'm intrigued by the twist at the end. So, so. am I, and I'm not going to give that away, but yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by it as well. Um, man. I mean, she looks really good at that costume. Yeah. Like it's such a cool costume. Yeah, and they weren't afraid to wade into some of the political things that uh, of her be like. I was like, oh, they're just gonna have her be um, uh, openly a lesbian. Yeah, and, like have the issues that she dealt with in military I mean, it, style settings. It would feel so just hollow if they left that out. You know, because that's what a lot of people strictly know about that character. Well, I I didn't say that they would leave it out. Like, I wasn't saying I thought they would leave it out. I didn't think they would leave it out. I knew that she would be, like, openly gay in the show. I knew that that would be the case. I did not think that they were going to dive as deep as they did in the first episode. That's what I meant by it. Yeah. I get you. Uh, well, I was looking for. Punches, I guess was what I was trying to say. Yes, yes, I was. I was looking for uh, more CW casting news, and I saw that uh, Bruce Campbell once again stated that he's not going to be playing <laughs> Ash any longer in the Evil Dead in any future Evil Dead project. Yeah, that's kind of sad. <laughs> it is, but sunrise sunset yeah yeah he's getting too old for it i mean he was already too old for it and ash versus evil dead on stars but they kind of played up to that and i feel like he he went on on a high note at the end of that series so you know good so, on him for stepping so away speaking of and i don't want to get into the details of it but i did add it to notes and i want to briefly touch on this yes um because i just i'm, I'm going to make somewhat of a prediction um i don't think jeremy renner is going to play hawkeye again <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what about that Disney Plus project? Isn't that already in the works? I I mean, I, I think they should recast. <laughs> I think it's going to be a nightmare. So I I, I, I feel I, horrible for everyone working on that show right now because yeah. they should not have to deal with this bullshit. Fuck. I feel I feel bad for everybody having to come to his defense. You know. Uh, it's, it's the same old song and dance. You almost get tired of talking about it, but unfortunately, some people don't have that privilege to just be like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it right now. I mean, he's an asshole. He's on record being an asshole. And yeah. Yeah. If anything, um, and I, I hate to be like that. I hate to think this way. I feel like they're not going to completely take him out of the show. They won't recast him either. I think they're just going to like limit how much they use him. And if try they to make need it... to do that to write him out of the show, to make the show work for everyone involved. Yeah. I, I think that's, what's good. I just don't think he, I think he's going to, he's going to fuck up his whole career, which I don't even, I never cared that much about him playing Hawkeye anyway. Right. I, I, he's not that great to me. 
Like I don't I don't get the the appeal of his badger face. We've talked yeah. about this before. Yeah, he, he's always felt like the weakest link in the Avengers to me. Uh, not not the character, but Jeremy hey, Renner yes, as the absolutely. character. Yeah. I mean, he's always had like a cool, a couple of cool moments, and you know, it's great to have him there, you know, to round out the bunch. But yeah, because I mean, Hawkeye is cool. Yeah, like yeah, eventually some of the cool of Hawkeye is going to come out. That doesn't mean Jeremy Renner brought it to the table. No, you think about that Hawkeye series from Marvel a few years back. I mean, that was like just that solidified the, the character. Yeah, yeah, such good writing, man. It's so good. Very. If, good. Folks, if you haven't read that Hawkeye. And you need a, pla- a palate cleanser, or just if you want to read a good comic, read that run of Hawkeye. It's so good. It's one of the few books that has the perfect combination of writing and artwork coinciding. There are a yeah. lot of books that I'm like, oh my god, I love this artwork, or I love this writing, but it doesn't necessarily come together perfectly. That book, amazing. Right, like a lot. A lot of writers uh, forget that Hawkeye is uh, well. Uh, par- he was partially deaf. And something happens too in the book where he basically has to rely on uh, lip reading and sign language. And that was so good. They lean into that. They yeah. don't just like brush it off, and it's not like, oh, it's resolved by the end of this book. Haha. <laughs> it's like, no, this is something he deals with on a daily basis. So yeah, yeah. And they use it to talk about uh, disability or uh, right. And it's not heavy handed. It's it's a lighthearted no. book. Uh, it's got a lot of action. Like you said, the art is fantastic. I mean, it's it's so good. It's so good. Jeremy Renner's not good, though. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, you can read into it on your own. I'm sure you've already heard. I don't want to talk about it because no. um, when you're talking about what is essentially, um, I mean, I don't really know how else to describe. Maybe family annihilators. Is that considered a family annihilator? I don't know. Some of the murderinos out there will be like, I know what it is. Uh, but it's just not good. So... He's he needs to be written out of that show. That's what you the know, is. Like his this this whole thing, and the reason why I even posited that theory earlier about um, you know, him just being his his presence being reduced or maybe even not advertised mm-hmm. and things, yeah. because this situation reminds me very much of Johnny Depp. Yeah. Yeah, just that that level of celebrity. Um, they don't want to say anything bad about him because, you know, we may find out that it's not true or, you know, and people still say it's not true. The thing that yeah. doesn't make sense to me about the Johnny Depp situation, people are like, she went to jail for abuse. And I'm like, look, I'm not saying that she's not an abuser or whatever, or that something's not wrong with her. The thing that didn't make sense to me was like, why did she do it? Right. Because she won money and then immediately donated all of it. So. Right. Like, she didn't financially benefit from it. She's called a liar for the rest of her career. Yeah. However long she has that career. It, it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, why Why would she lie about that in that situation? She has her own career. She has her own money. Like, it, it just was, it was one of those things I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And that donation, I mean, that's a wonderful thing. And, you know, kudos to her for doing that. But it frustrates me that women in these situations have to go through that just to be believed even after you know the court cases and stuff like that it's like oh they yeah. just did it for the money and it's like oh no but she gave it away oh well, maybe maybe she didn't do it it's like fuck off you know i i hate that shit i hate it yeah i mean it's it's clearly not right <laughs> no <laughs> absolutely not uh, uh yeah i'm trying to find that story about her like 
being abusive in a in a relationship, but I can't find it. Yeah. So I'm going to retract that completely. If I find otherwise, I can address it later. But I'm retracting that because that might have been some bullshit hearsay that someone read on a site that's not even real. So I'm retracting all of that. But either way, like that story that that, you know, oh, she made it up didn't make any sense to me. No. Cause, no. Like you were saying, with it, why? Why do women automatically have to do that? That's yeah. A whole separate. Not separate, but a whole deeper issue. <clears throat> We will delve back to that at a, at a future time, unfortunately, because it's going to come up again. Yeah. It's, it's really too bad that it has to be the reality, but. And I think that's, uh, you know, we were talking about something separate earlier, but I was like, the thing that really bothers me at the end of the day is that, you know, in a situation like that, she's the, Amber Heard is the one getting punished, not Johnny Depp. Right. You, like, typically. Right. And Johnny Depp got to be in Fantastic Beasts Part 2. Right, and and Jeremy Renner, as far as we know, as of now, is still going to make Hawkeye. Is still going to like have all of this, and so, um, and, and still going to have a career as right. of right now. Like that's the way things are going down. But that's that's not the case with everyone. And sometimes there's even cases where, like, we're not even talking about a victim, but someone who didn't do something. And this, I notice this happens a lot more with women than with men, where they didn't do something physically or threatening or anything like that. They just did something that people don't like or said something that people don't agree with. And then they're chastised for it in like a huge way. And I'm like, this doesn't make any, any sense at all. Like, this is disproportionate. Why are you, you know, there is that mob mentality with certain things. It doesn't make sense to me. No. I wonder if he's going to show up in, uh, what do you call it? Scarlett Black Johansson's Widow? Yeah. Black Widow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're going to show that thing that they always mention, that flashback, Budapest. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's going to be part of the movie. Man. I don't no, know. No, he's still going to be a part of it. I, I don't foresee them backing out of it. No. They're, they're uh, hoping and unfortunately, that... they pulled that trigger with James Gunn. That this that's a great example actually of what I was just talking about. I said it happens a lot with women, but it happened with a man in that situation where yeah. James Gunn was making jokes that were really stupid and really dumb, and he apologized for them years ago. They were brought up again. He did not hesitate to apologize again, and they still fired him. Yep. Thankfully, they rehired him. But like this, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about, where it's like you have someone who's facing accusations of abuse, and then someone who's punished for making jokes. That's really freaking weird. Like yeah. It's just, it's a, I don't know. We've talked about this this numerous times. I'm sure we'll talk about it 20 billion more times, but it's just, uh, when it, when it does seem like a joke that was just a shitty joke that didn't land, or they were saying a thing that was messed up because they're, they're not educated on a subject. Yeah. There's got to be some leeway. <laughs> Like, there's got to be something, some middle ground for verbal stuff like that. When you're talking about abusing someone, harming someone, assaulting someone, threatening to assault someone, you know, when you're when you're talking about legitimate threats and stuff like that, that's different. But outside well, of that, I don't know. We've got a little while until we find out what happens with the Hawkeye series. 
Um, it's not going to premiere until 2021. Oh, okay. I thought it was coming yeah. out this year. I thought it was coming out this year as well. Uh, I thought it might have been uh, already done filming, but apparently uh, they've already finished the opening credits, and Jeremy Renner posted that on his uh, Instagram account a little while ago. He didn't post it on the Jeremy Renner app. Oh, God. <laughs> People should have known there was something wrong with him then, because that's some weird, weird narcissistic shit right there. He had, like, a Jeremy Renner line on Amazon or something like that, Oof. too, at the same time. Yeah. There's something wrong with him. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. There's right. something wrong with him. Him and his badger face. I don't trust it. Don't trust that badger <laughs> face. And you know what? Badgers are cool. Maybe I shouldn't even associate him with badgers. We're nope. Huffle Buffs. They Buffy. deserve better. Badgers deserve better. Hashtag but not yeah. all badgers. Come on. I would assume <laughs> I would assume that um, he's going to be on that What If animated series as well. So we'll probably probably be seeing that sooner. You know? Is that the animated? Yeah, I'm sorry. You already said animated. Yep. Yeah. We'll probably see that sooner and hearing from him sooner. But by then, by 2021, people are going to move on. They're going to forget about all this. And they're praying right now that people move on. I guarantee you that. They probably will. And whether or not they should, I don't know. Maybe this court decision will go a certain way where they should do that. I'm not saying they should just immediately do this. I'm saying that they should take it seriously, I think, is the point that I would make. Oddly, if I was they've, in this uh, they've dumped a lot of money into this show, too. It's costing $200 million to make. Jesus fucking Christ. I was taking for, a drink and you said that. That is a... What? For eight Are episodes. Are you fucking kidding me? The first Avengers movie costs like $300 million to make. Right. So they've, they've the got to be fuck? bolstering this with some cameos and some really big villains, possibly. He's to got make a it fucking bow, guys. This yep. shouldn't cost that much. That's how much it takes to make Jeremy Renner palatable. $200 million. Jesus. God okay. damn. Yeah, I'm, I'm done giving this press right now. Let's move on to something else. Let's let's talk about some people Wall in the news. <laughs> Wall of Weird. We've got a lot of Wall of Weird this week, guys. We do. We do. One so you which... brought two to the table and I got one? <laughs> Did I bring two? <laughs> Maybe that was me. <laughs> I think you put two in there. I put the last one, and we're going to knock that out real quick because it's oh, the yeah. one of the I bunch. did put two. I forgot about that one. All right. You can uh, is, let me read quick. one, and then you can read one, oh, and then I'll read good one. Good idea. Good okay. idea. Okay. Sure. <clears throat> do you think? Do you think? This one is mostly I, – I don't even really need to read the whole thing. Um, I It's just – it's from Seven News, um, and it's written by Johari Canty. This okay. is in Iowa. Um, and really, we're mostly just uh, in it for the mugshot and the headline, which is Iowa man arrested for possession of fake, quote, McLovin ID <laughs> while in bar. And he kind of looks like McLovin a little bit. Oh, OK, well, at least he looks like but Yes, he does. He has that G-golly. Daniel Alfredo Burleson. <laughs> hey, man, Daniel McLovin. took a chance. He took a chance. He gambled. And he lost, but he took that chance. He tried. I love that photo of him too. It's great, just smiling ear to ear. Yeah, that's that's really all. You don't need to get in the details of it. He was twenty. He had a fake ID. He, I am McLovin. That's what he went with. So <laughs> he was you. hoping that they would have just let him in based on the humor of the situation alone. And you know, yeah. 
kudos to the kid. He wasn't hurting anybody but himself. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only person he could have possibly hurt was the adults that agreed to. <laughs> if they agreed to serve him, they would have been in huge trouble. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Guys, always card. If you're like a, like a waiter or waitress or a person, like always card them. You can get in so much trouble for that. Yeah. 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 I I wanna I wanna give a shout out to the people that did decline Young McLovin from you know enjoying that alcoholic beverage, but at the same time we've all been there before. Well, I've, I've, I I mean, look, I've been there. I got in trouble for giving alcohol to all the nineteen-year-olds I'm fucking. There you go. I had to all stop. of them. All just all, yeah. All of them. <laughs> Numerous. Some, had to do it. Look, Stop the doing groupies. It. The groupies got a lineup somewhere, and since I'm, you know, on the shelf, <laughs> you get all the loving. You get all yeah. the McLovin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I get no loving. You get I just McLovin. Get sad nineteen-year-olds that annoy the shit out of me. Oh. Oh. Nineteen-year-olds are annoying. I don't understand why. Like. Rich old dudes are like, I want to fuck a nineteen year old. Like, why? <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't yeah. understand. Oh my why god, either. his next girlfriend hasn't even been born yet. Nope. Anyway, wall of weird. That's wall like that weird. SNL skit. Just real quick sidebar. <laughs> do you remember that SNL skit where it Which was one? your future second wife? Oh yeah. Oh that my god. That was one of the best skits they've ever done on that show. That was funny. Oh my god. Yeah. That I'll try really to good. upload that alongside it, guys, because it's so funny. If I forget, a, let us know. Was that a ten, was that a Tina Fey host episode? Yeah. Or? yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the whole dynamic changes when Kelsey, she's on there. She's your future ex-wife, and she's like ten years old. Oh, right. oh God. Oh, oh. So gross. <laughs> so my wall of weird can't top that. However, however, it's another one. That we're only going to read a little bit about because it's all about this mugshot. <laughs> and the headline is, man with his own name tattooed on his neck arrested for giving a fake name. Yeah, that yep. sounds about right. I In mean, Mattoon, look, Illinois. If you're, if you're dumb enough to, to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's an old tattoo, admittedly. He probably forgot it was there. I just feel it's like it's like the scene in Marky in that Marky Mark movie, Fear, where he's like carving the name into his chest. Yeah. In the mirror. That's oh. what that's what I think of. Let's not make it gross. Let's continue with one Mr. Matthew Bushman, thirty six years old, of uh of Mansfield. He was charged with obstructing justice. He was arrested Friday night. Police said on Wednesday, officers were investigating a forgery. They said involved Bushman. Police said Bushman, who has Matty B tattooed across his neck, <laughs> tried to give them a fake name. <laughs> They're like, all right, so who's Matty B? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he just tried to like, kind of like hunker down. You know how you try to hide your neck. Oh, what a weirdo. Okay. Wow, that is... Yeah. Yep. Maddie B. Continue on with the wall of weird. Okay, so this is a creepy one, not funny one. Okay. Uh, this is from Los Angeles Times, and it's written by Melody Peterson. Yeah. Uh, in a rush, in the rush to harvest body parts, death nope. investigations have been upended. <clears throat> okay. 
when 69-year-old Martina Jindy died on, in September of 2016, police had already been called to her home several times because of reports of possible abuse. A detective described the condition conditions of the woman's home as horrendous. She okay, so that's really really bad. Anyway, they were gonna look at her. T- <laughs> look, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over some stuff if it's, okay. if it's gross enough. I'm with you. Um, she was emaciated and really messed up. Mm. So, uh, the coroner said that the police didn't. Basically, they were like, okay, she was emaciated, like she was really messed up, like her bones were all messed up. She was physically in a very bad situation where they needed to investigate if she had abuse. Mm-hmm. So her body goes to the coroner's office and the coroner officials said that police didn't inform them of possible abuse complaints until 10 days after she had died. So they were able to complete their investigation um, by using the autopsy 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 exam <laughs> Hospital records, photos determining she died of natural causes, including severe heart disease. Hmm. Um, but basically, they were questioning the coroner's ability to make that determination when the bones and skin had already been removed. Oh, God. So <clears throat> this is one of dozens of cases, uh, death investigations across the country, including two in Los Angeles, which, by the way, is where the story is based. Um it's transplantable body parts were taken before the autopsy was performed. So they're, they're harvesting because you have to remove that so quickly. Uh, in multiple cases, they have to guess the cause of death. Wrongful death and medical malpractice lawsuits have been thwarted by early tissue harvesting. A death after a fight with police remains unsettled. The procurement process caused damages to the bodies and the medical examiners mistook the injuries for abuse. So that was like uh, a when a a body part was taken before the autopsy was performed. So this is really creepy. I did not know that this was happening on this level of like parts like this. Um, So organ procurement before an investigation has long been legal, provided the coroner agreed. So taking the vital organs, heart, kidneys, all of that for people on the transplant list. Um, So to raise those numbers, to raise up like the numbers of uh, transplants around California and other states over the last decade passed laws requiring coroners and medical examiners to quote cooperate with Mm. companies to maximize the number of organs and tissues taken for transplant. Wow. So there are lobbyists that are pushing that into law. Uh, In a handful of states, laws go even further giving the companies who do these transplants, the power to force coroners to delay autopsies until they have harvested the body parts. Corporations are bad, y'all. Yeah, man, this is a lengthy article. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's some weird shit right there, but yeah, we, we got to post the link. Yeah, I'm going to post the link, but just one thing, little thing here. Um, so just talking about half a teaspoon of ground up skin, It is priced at four hundred and thirty-four dollars. Holy shit! Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. So a single body. That's so weird. That's a single so weird body got, like... can supply raw material for the products that sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And wow. this is what they pump into your lips, into yeah. your cellulite, and into penis enhancement. This reminds me of the uh, the end of Preacher, if anybody has seen that. <laughs> yeah. This is uh this is super super gross. You should read this entire yeah. article. But yeah. I was so creeped out by this that yeah. Uh, Just don't will, don't will, eat well. You're reading this. Absolutely not. Don't. I not. will post the whole article. Um another thing. Remember how we talked about the uh the cows being drained of blood? Yeah. Uh NPR picked up that story oh, and interviewed that writer. Uh oh. she she went on NPR, so it That's became so a big great. thing. I saw a bunch of people posting about it. Um, so we did that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that, yeah, that that uh, story blew up a couple days ago because it got picked that, up by NPR. That Lex and Matt bump, you know, mm-hmm. you know. That's right. That's because uh, <laughs> the sweet chili babies like you. The sweet chili baby bump, you know. Sweet chili know. baby bump. <laughs> it sounds like a Nelly song. Yeah, I it does. It. Sounds awful. I, I, I have uh, I have a, I have one more surprise wall of weird story for you. Actually, go for it. Okay, this um, this took place in Iowa. This feels very appropriate for October, by the way. We're doing so many yeah. walls of weirds. Iowa family discovers horrifying basement filled with blood from neighboring meat locker. Fucking no. Hmm. Five inches of animal blood, fat, and tissue from a neighboring meat locker has seeped into the basement through a Did floor you say drain. Five inches? Five inches. Creating a scene worthy of a Halloween movie. Some things you think you'll never see, Listina said. Listina, a father of five, has lived next door to Doll's custom meat locker for ten years. That's got to smell awful. I, I was going to say, this sounds like a shitty house to live in anyway, but good right. lord. So they were just putting. I, I've I've read the story. They were just putting the house on the market to be <laughs> sold, and then five inches of animal blood and other parts come up through the basement floor. Of course, now it's been on the news. Who the hell are you selling this house to? Wait, how did that come through? Uh, um, you know what? Who you know who they're selling that house to? A bunch of fucking goths. Like yeah. this. This is some people who are like, yep, I want this house. I no, want man. the blood house. You know what? Goths need storage space, too. They ain't trying to get the blood house. I mean, you know, if they can control where it popped up. But no, goths need that basement. <laughs> Listen. I don't okay. know. How goth are you? <laughs> How goth are you? So goth. Uh, you're, I, hey, you're, uh, you're not a real goth unless you buy the blood house. Go help these people out. <laughs> So so, how did it get in though? Did it say like how it got in? Because like it soaked up through the basement, but like how was yeah. it connected? I mean, just the plumbing, you know, uh, from one house yeah. to the next. Yeah. So you know what? What's worse about this? What makes it a truly wall of weird, uh, worthy story? There's video. <gasps> you can see this happening. You can see the blood. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that scene in The Shining. R.I.P. Sleep. Or, like, periods every month. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, that. It's the Absolutely. same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shot for shot remake. Shot for shot. 
There will be blood. Yeah. <laughs> God is a superstition. Okay. That's the, yeah. Watch the clip. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. okay. We'll both the clip with it, guys. And with that, I think we're about done. We're done. I yelled. My voice is gone. Oh, it's good. Yeah. It's time. It's okay. It was just, Tuesday, though, when we were supposed to record. It's Thursday right now. I yeah. I woke up at like five in the morning and my throat was on fire. It was mm. horrible. I was like, there's no way I'm recording today. Yeah. And I've just been not feeling it either. Yeah. Similar, similar just, ways. Today and yesterday, pretty much, it's been mostly just my nose. So that's more manageable. I sound mm. nasally, but, you know, <laughs> I'm good. Well, that's okay. With my editing skills, we're going to sound fantastic. Sure. (laughs) Yeah, folks. So if you're hearing this before Saturday, come on down to Nerdoween. We're having it at Forteza Fitness, uh, where people uh, learn how to sword fight in real life here in Chicago. Um, It's uh, CNSC's 10th annual Nerdoween Festival. Come on down. That's cool. Get all that. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Um. Also, don't forget to enter the contest. Yeah. And for much, much more of all this lovely content, follow us on all the social medias. Check out LexandMattPod.com and also vote on those sticker designs. Yeah. Yes. I don't have anything to plug like that. I did get a Twitter. I just use it for jokes. Back on Twitter. I do. Because I didn't want someone to take my name. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to write a joke on here every once in a while. (laughs) At the Lex Lutes. That's my Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, I guess. The Lex Lutes. Yeah. I didn't want one of you bozos taking my my title and putting Nazi propaganda or something on it. (laughs) Trying to sell people boner pills and sunglasses. I'd be okay with the boner pills, but other than that, no. Sunglasses? That's where I draw the line. Fucking Ray Bans? No. Don't tag me in that shit. <laughs> Alright, folks. Thanks for listening as always. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Be excellent to each other. No nah, man, no, no, no. No. Not red. Not red. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye.